This is show 64 of the Clothacker podcast, and today I'm joined with Eve Bell from Baba and Boo. Right, so the Cloth Diaper Podcast is a somewhat regular show dedicated to sharing stories of cloth diapering brands, retailers, and parents. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I'm a mom of two. I live in Northern British Columbia, and I just love connecting with the cloth diaper community. This is one of those things that I consider my life for. As a social media strategist, I really enjoy continuing to support and encourage each other to share our stories, to be authentic, and learn from each other. Today's episode with Eve from Bababoo is one of those shows where we're going to learn from each other. I got this recommendation to chat with Eve from Baba and Boo in November when I did a call out for recommendations of who I should talk to. And we had the pleasure of finally sitting down together in January. So this is a UK cloth diaper brand and she's going to share her story about being in the industry for a long time. And I think that this conversation takes a few twists and turns in ways that are really impactful and awesome. Not every show is the same because everybody has a little bit of a different story to share. And I had a great little conversation with Eve and I can't wait to share it. But can you give me a little brief introduction about your brand, who you are? I'm Eve Bell. I run um, Baba and Boo. It's a UK brand. We're based in Manchester in the north of England. Um, It's been going 11 years, started it with my children who were 18 months and nine weeks old and they're now at high school. So um, way out of nappies now. Um, Yeah, that's how how long I've been doing it, but I still have massive, huge passion for it. (laughs) So 11 years ago, why did you decide to start cloth diapering in the first place? Why was that a choice that you embarked on? Well, um, numerous reasons, really. I was um, I was a buyer before I had children and I had them in quick succession, um, yeah. not planned, but they were really close in age. So I didn't I didn't feel like I could go back to work because nursery fees and yeah. just wanted to be at home with them. But then when I was at home with them, I thought I'm not really cut out to just be a mom. I needed something for my brain as well to kind of keep me sane. So I thought, uh, I've kind of was thinking that maybe I could start a business, but then running alongside that because I had a job and then I didn't, um, I was looking at ways to save money. And with my son, I didn't really know about cloth nappies. I didn't know. They, they just wasn't a thing then. You know, I didn't know. Well, yeah, that. 11 years ago, a totally different yeah. world than today. It was there was no one at baby groups or anything like that but then I came across them and I thought oh I'm going to give them a go and then I just love them I think like anyone in the cloth nappy world (laughs) you start using them and you become obsessed so I kind of I just started thinking about maybe I could have a go at giving them with different prints because they were just playing when I when I was starting them and oh yeah I just it just came from there really I didn't have any grand plans I just going to have a go at making some with some pretty prints kind of snowballed from one little idea (laughs) and here you are 11 years later with a cloth diaper business eh? (laughs) (laughs) like the places that we go you never you never know where it starts and like if people are are listening and they 11 years ago yeah you're right like the cloth diaper industry looked completely different solids were definitely a thing conversations were completely different so so much has changed about accessibility and how diapers look in that decade oh totally it's completely changed like they're every you know our community are always saying that they see them everywhere now like (laughs) 
So it's 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 brilliant that oh yeah the UK moms I see all over the place um, talking about cloth diapers on the internet. So, yeah. and yeah. in the UK you guys have a lot more programs, is my understanding. There's like um, some co- counties, no states, Council, some regions. Some councils, yeah, they'll run um, where you get a voucher, so they either give you a kit to trial or you can buy nappies and then get your money back. Yeah. So okay. It was really prevalent. Um, a few years ago, but now with every all the cuts that are going on, then it's not so prevalent. But yeah, it's good. It, it's good. That was definitely a thing that I had heard, so I wasn't really sure where we're at. So tell me about your diaper specifically. So what does Bababoo, what is that diaper? What does it look like? Why is it the way it is? What kind of diaper is it? If you could describe it to somebody who can't so physically see it. A, it's a pocket pocket diaper oh we call it a nappy in the uk (laughs) that's true okay feel free to use the word nappy (laughs) you don't have to cater to me use what's comfortable language we all we do get the point um yeah so it's a pocket nappy um with the popper system on the front so it's we say from about um well we have two different sizes we have a newborn which has got um the hook and loop Mm -hmm. with a popper system and we say they're from newborn up to about six months dependent on the size of your baby and then we have a one size which we say is from about 10 pound but as you know it depends on your baby's legs and and how uh, how they fit right the way up to potty training so it's got the popper system on the front inside it's got a soft uh, micro fleece with a double gusset and then it comes with two bamboo mix inserts that you put in the pocket and the reason why i stuck with and still stick with pocket nappies I think the most um what's the word I'm looking for my words have just have just gone you can you know the absorbency will suit you you know you can stuff it with other in other type of inserts if you need to so that's why we've always stuck with just a pocket nappy we get it's asked such a with, versatile option it's that's like the word I'm looking for versatile <laughs> <laughs> Pocket, um, pocket diapers are so incredibly versatile as much as i'm not a huge fan you can really like at the end of the day you can sh- put the inserts on top you can put the inserts inside you can do whatever you want with it to get the experience that you want yeah that's why i've always stuck with them and my big mantra with cloth nappies is that they should always be simple and they fit in with you and not the other way around and i always think that pockets are just an easier way to start somehow i get that people they're not for everybody but they're that bit easier to just get going with that they're quick to dry you can get your inserts out and everything so that's why we've always just stuck with that one type oh that's fine right and it's you've got some beautiful prints here i was snooping your instagram earlier today um and your prints are beautiful what inspires you to decide to use the prints or the solids that you do decide um that's the biggest part of what we do i think that's why mums uh, parents really like what we do we we do stories around our prints so each collection will do three collections a year and each one has a story or a theme um and then we tend to give we'll have that theme and then we always give one nappy print we'll always give 10 percent to char- a particular charity so um we support charities that's that help prevent plastic pollution or the latest ones um 10 percent to a charity that's that prevents homelessness so we try to raise awareness with our prints as well but I, designing the prints is my favorite thing my favorite and my least favorite i get so stressed <laughs> so 
I'm so oh, like, that's like podcasts for me. I love podcasts. It's my favorite thing, but it's also my least favorite. Yes. <laughs> like I hate editing, but I love yeah. getting to do the creative part and have the conversation. Yeah. So do you design the prints yourself then? Like you're pretty hands-on artsy crafty. Is that what I'm hearing? No, I'm not. I oh. can't do the actual designing on a computer, but I've got brilliant designers that can go inside my head. So I'll, I'll kind of give a big mood board and I'll know exactly what I want. And luckily they can go right inside and then and then um, design it for me. I've always wanted to be able to do that. And it's on my list, one of my lists. I just can't ever get to learn how to do it. It's <laughs> a big skill, right? Like uh, I definitely will resonate with you. Like I have my brain has this great idea and definitely if I could offload it to a designer, they would come up with it. But I don't think I could download what's in my brain. Sorry, just the night before launch. So we have like these big launches. I can't sleep. I worry. Uh, will people like them? You know, because I really, I put so much more of my heart and soul into them really. So it's like, will you like them? And they always do, but it's just like, I just like, I, so like I launched these shirts this week and yeah, I didn't sleep. I was like, is it going to work? Are people going to like it? Like this, like fear of people. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't imagine what goes into a print and people keep prints. You guys, well, I'm assuming for you, like every brand, they keep secret prints like top, top secret until yeah. the day it launches. And then you're like, okay, what's the public's reaction going to be? Oh, no, no, no. It's like, <laughs> so have you ever had a print that didn't go over well? Um, we have the odd, the funny thing is we've got like super fans who collect prints now so they want to collect all our old prints and the ones is that, that a they want the most are the ones that weren't popular back then when when they were live so it's funny how trends change really so we That's always true. try to do some that kind of suit most um most tastes but yeah, we've never really had one that's really bombed. You've never had a bomb. <laughs> well, that's always like the fear. <laughs> so what's been like your biggest challenge, you say, in the last 10 years about owning a cloth nappy business? Um, I don't know about a cloth nappy business, just a business. Just, oh, that's fair. You know, just like just running it alongside bringing up the children. And you've got like mm. this huge passion for what I do and the, the the good that it's doing to the world and the planet but then I'm also passionate about being a mum so it's like it's dealing with both of those things and dropping lots of plates I wouldn't mm-hmm. say there's a huge challenge I mean probably the challenge that is in the class nappy industry is it's making sure that you're as sustainable as possible and nothing's perfect in sustainability and some of the materials that you use might not be the best for the planet but they do such a good job at the beginning of a baby's journey. So it's like, it's, it's a challenge, but it's a good challenge because we always challenge ourselves to look for answers and look for difference and look for different ways we can make a change. So it is just a challenge being in the sustainability industry, I think, but it's a good one. Bring has so many different layers of sustainability and it's so incredibly hard to have those conversations with people and yourself and your business. Like I can't, I can't even imagine like, yeah, some one hand cloth they bring is amazing, right? For the environment. But then there's all these other things that impact yeah. how amazing it can be. Uh, and it, it, yeah, I, I can see your challenge. And then motherhood, like running a business of motherhood, um, right? Like it's so hard. It is. 
It's so hard, but one of my things is, like, my mum worked hard and she had different little sidelines going when I was growing up. And I just, I think children watch by learning. And mm-hmm. I watched my mum and I've got a really strong work ethic now. And that's all, I think. I keep, I tell myself this when the children want my attention. They're seeing that I've got a work ethic. I just need to get this done. It's just hard. It's hard, but you've just got to have boundaries and um, it's just... Uh, is it getting any easier now that they're getting yeah, older? Yeah, now they're older. Yeah, definitely. But obviously now we've got COVID. So I had this big thing, like my daughter started high school in September. And I thought, yes, this is it. I was always counting down to that day, you know, and then obviously we're in COVID and we're in the, in the middle of a pandemic. So I've not had that big free, wow, they're at high school now. You know, they're, they're at home homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that, right? They're like, I'm so close. And then, and then it's and then it's taken away. Um, yeah. <laughs> you almost got there. Um, yeah, my son entered kindergarten this year. Luckily, we still have schooling going, and I'm still sending him to school. But I was a moment of panic there too. I was like, "What am I gonna do now?" Yeah, I can yeah, see why. <laughs> but at least she's in high school, and hopefully, at least doesn't throw a tantrum when you're on a podcast with a <laughs> no the tantrums are over thank goodness until maybe another couple I might have another couple of years and then the teenage tantrums might oh, that's true <laughs> I'm a, I still throw a solid tantrum for my husband so, <laughs> so what do you love the absolute most about being in the cloth nappy industry uh 100% the community I think it's as in the UK the cloth nappy community is so supportive and oh, so yeah. our community especially is just ridiculously kind everyone's so supportive of each other they'll they send each other these hard to find prints out of the goodness of the hearts to cheer people up and it's just it spurs you on to see mm. that what you're building isn't just you know, you're not kind of just in it to um, save the planet, but you're building a community as well and you're giving these mums something. that, And especially in today's time, you're giving them a community, which oh, yeah. is just priceless, really. And you're giving... Mums often say to us, it's not just about the nappies for us, it's about um, the community that you build. But also, it's stopping them for you. That's one less guilt that they have to feel because they're doing something good for the planet because there's enough mum guilt, isn't there? You know? Oh, yeah, the mom guilt. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. No, and like if you're running a business, the mom guilt, and if you're diapering, the mom guilt. Oh yeah, it's strong, and that's definitely been one of my favorite takeaways about this entire space. Like, there's something about well, diapering. It's different, and then you have to reach out and find support, and you find community, and you find brands, and you find people who can help you out. And it's just yeah, that's totally. just awesome, right? Oh, totally. The friendships that you make through, you know, through this. You know, I've made friends for life through just my beginning of my, you know, cloth nappy journey. So you guys have, um, so does Bababoo have a Facebook group or where are you building your communities that you find in person? We've got a Facebook group. We've got um, a nice little community on on the Hangout and we send a newsletter out. I'd like to say every week, but it never never ends up like that because it's just always so busy. But yeah, we've got just, I'd probably say across all of those areas, we've got a lovely little community. So you've talked a lot about sustainability in your business. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that, about sustainability and designing your diaper. So what were a few key features about your diaper that you've really worked hard to ensure that it's a sustainable the product? Like 
Have you done any additional research or sought out different suppliers in a quest for more sustainability or how does that look for you? Yeah, well, we did a big thing in just as as this kind of we went into lockdown in the UK, we're in the midst of changing factories because we wanted to move. um, We were always happy with the the factory that we used before, but we just found someone who was doing things a bit more in our way. Um, And. So in the middle of all of that, we were cha- in the middle of a pandemic and we'd just gone into lockdown and everyone had gone home. We were in the middle of changing factories, which is really stressful as it is. Um, and all of our nappies are now Ecotech standard, which is something that we, were, we really wanted to achieve. What is Ecotech standard? It's a Euro- I think it's a Europe, must be a European directive, maybe, um, that ensures that the baby, the the fabrics that you're using are 100% safe for babies with no no chemicals or it's kind of everything that you strive for. If, you, if you're if you making a, a, anything with a baby in mind, you want to have this Ecotech standard. So that gotcha. was a driver in, in making sure that we're using, and it's all sustainable. It's making sure that all your dyes and all of your fabrics, so, you, you know, from point of contact, put the, this point of source through to the very end, it's all sustainable. So, oh, cool. That was a big reason for us changing factories. So it's a scary thing to do that when you had a nappy that everyone loved and you knew worked. But we just always strive to always challenging. So you know, we've well, been... and changing a factory during the middle of a COVID lockdown <laughs> when everything just kind of changed manufacturing wise. Yeah. Uh, not so. Not, not all brands have been lucky to continue on with that. I, I definitely know of one brand whose factory kind of like just that was COVID was that was it. Then COVID shifted to another gear and they're not making nap. Oh, how sad. But, yeah, it can yeah. be definitely a struggle. So you've chosen an Ecotech fabric. Uh, Ecotech with an X, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I've seen it here in North America as well. I just um, I think. I think Bum Genius products are all Ecotech certified as well. So it is an international standard. It, yeah. Just people oh, might so not be familiar with it. Yeah, I think I think it's uh, yeah, it must be international because it's it's over in many different countries. I've seen it. So yeah. That's really cool. And like a great move to make and to think about all that the entire process from like sewing and dyeing to the completion of the product needs to be reviewed. Uh, and then the product ends up with you in the UK. Yeah. Uh, what, so I guess hmm, I have this question on here, which we kind of briefly chat about was like, do you observe any key different, like how is the cloth nipper nappy community in the UK? What does that look like and feel like to you? Do you ever like meet an American and be like, that's such a weird thing that you guys do? Or are there things about cloth napping in the UK that you just absolutely love that you wish that the rest of the world know, knew? Yeah, I kind of, um, we do have we do have customers overseas and we do get, you know, do you ship to Qatar? Do you ship to the US? Uh, we get, you know, we get kind of a lot of questions like that. And yes, the answer is yes, but it's not something that we've built upon yet. And I say yes, we've got plans to, but um, when everything gets back to some kind of normality. Um, but I've not really, I've not really ever had time to kind of really look, look afar because I'm okay. always just so busy because during the pandemic, I don't know whether it was the same over there, but at the beginning of lockdown, all the shelves were empty because people were stockpiling. So we saw a huge surge of customers March, April time because everybody wanted to get into using reusables because it was actually convenient for the first time. 
more convenient to use reusables because there was no nappies on the shelves and everyone was at home. So, yeah, it's just been really like head down, you know, not really being able to look up at the world around, but we've been, we've been building a team. So it was up until October last year, it was just me and my husband. And now we're, now we're a team of seven. So that's going to allow me to look out, you know, look up away from so the So you grew, you grew yeah. from two to seven in a year? Yeah. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's, yeah. No, I know. And it's, it's been, and we've all been at home while we've been doing it because we're all, we've not been able to get together much because of the... So yeah, it's been a year and it's been a, a, a great year, stressful, but really exciting because we can start looking at plans and looking Growing at... Growing even more, which that in itself is probably absolutely terrifying thought too, right? <laughs> <laughs> like growth is amazing. What an amazing opportunity. This is one of my, my favorite thing about small businesses at the end of the day is like you've just provided five jobs. Like cloth diapering is such an incredible way to support uh, economies of scale and get people working. And Yeah, that's um, one thing that um, is a learning curve for me that, that we do that now. And it is a great feeling, stressful sometimes because, uh, but um yeah you, you you've almost then you're building a community at work and we we work um with a great set of mums we tend to work with mums because they know you're working with parents you need to be a parent to understand what they're what they're going through and we really support our team with how we work you know they can go and pick the children up from school and it's we don't run the standard nine to five where um you know, you must be at your desk at nine. It's, we've got a really nice place to work. That's what I, um, I, by day, I'm a communication strategist. And my main boss is also a mom. She's probably, she's got kids about your age, it sounds like. Yeah, so we end at like two o'clock so we can go pick up our kids. And then we kind of reconvene maybe around 7 p.m. with a task again once they've gone to bed. Um, and working with women in that environment as a mom myself has been one of my favorite things as a business owner. Because it really helped me and my confidence to know that I'm not like drowning. Like yeah. there's some normality in that fact that she has to stop doing things some days and take care of her kids because that's that's and that's okay and so she gives me the grace when that has to happen and I've just been like an amazing learning experience and I look forward to how the world's going to kind of change to support women in jobs while managing our households yeah yeah totally it's I think Mm -hmm. we've we've bore the brunt a little bit haven't we in in this in that we're kind of doing the homeschooling and being at home I I can only imagine that it's we're not going to as a collective go back to the way that it was run you know and that's okay sometimes right like that's okay um so do you have a warehouse then now i'm going to be like now i'm trying to fill the picture so you have a warehouse in the uk that you guys are shipping to your retailers and to your customers and so you hired help to do a bunch of different tasks including that and probably your other customer service support as well yeah that's what yeah we've got um a, a full warehouse um which is really exciting because I started from like my kitchen table, literally, you know, <laughs> with nappies under my bed and going to the post office and and then going with my children in a double buggy with sackfuls of posting, <laughs> being the post office lady's worst customer because I'm putting all this post through. 
<laughs> so then I have to ask Eve. Um, so one thing you've been in this industry 10 years and there's so many people who are starting up their own cloth nappy businesses today, which is awesome for our community. What would be your one piece of advice as a business owner in this industry for 10 years to new brands starting this year? Um, I'd probably say reach out. Like I find that the in the UK, I don't know what it's like um, internationally, but in the UK, the the the, the comp, it's not it doesn't feel competitive like this the bigger brands but we've all formed is like a, something called the nappy alliance and we work together to make um cloth nappies on the government agenda and it's really friendly and it's really nice and everyone's got their own kind of niche within the industry and i think it's just like reach out you know don't um does it need to be a competition? No. And I've heard about the Nappy Alliance before, and I should actually, I should touch base with them um, and learn more about them. But that's that's a good thing for you to bring up today about this idea of reaching out and connecting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just feel like, um, and just go for it, because the more of the more of us that are doing it, the bigger the industry is going to get. So, you know, just and reach out and ask people's advice. You know, it's not... Um, we have, um, I think it's Shark Tank in America, but we have Dragon's Den over there in the UK. Yeah, we have Dragon's Den in Canada. Yeah, it's like a really bad impression of what business is really like. You know, for me, it's like really welcoming and, you know, this, this, especially women, they're there to lift you up, not put you down. So I think... Awesome. That's reassuring that you've had such a positive experience connecting with other brands and that brands could probably have similar experiences connecting. I know that I've had a few small brands in Canada and the U.S. reach out and be like, I never thought you would respond to my email. But sometimes like we do, we respond to your email and we, we want to support everybody and ensuring that we get to the same the same level. Like we all win when the cloth diaper community grows. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. There's like thousands of babies being born every day. I know. Right? Landfills are only going to get so big. We definitely, we have a place here um, in this community. I have absolutely loved where this conversation has gone, even some of the great topics that we've talked about, uh, about women in business and about community. So where can we find Bababoo diapers? I know I do have like 10% of my audience is from the UK. So where can people stop in and shop Bababoo? Where can we find your products? And what's maybe on the radar for 2021 that we should be looking out for? So we're at our website, which is www.babarambu.com. We're on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter, but we don't really use that so much. There's only, there's only <laughs> too much shouting in there. Um, and yeah, we don't we don't tend to do much else other than those places. And then coming up, we just have a goal until lockdown finishes of staying sane because it's just too much. Like our duty when this happened again, I think it was like Christmas time. It was our we just said to the team, just stay sane. That is your only goal from now until we can get back to work. It's your only goal. But we need to right now just survive we don't need to thrive we can survive and we can talk about it again exactly so i mean i would like to launch a new website got some new products in mind but if they happen they happen if they don't they don't it's just so we'll find you on social media and we'll see when it happens (laughs) well it was great talking to you and i hope that you survive so that you can thrive at the end of the year i know that lockdown has been such a challenge um 
Well, thanks for having world. me. It's really no, it's exciting. Thank you. I keep things short. Moms are busy people. So half an hour is all I think a lot of us have time for to listen. So thank you so much. It was absolutely okay, thank wonderful. You very much. And I will see you around the web. All right. Thank you, Eve, from Baba and Boo. So that's Baba and Boo for joining and sharing your story with us today on the Cloth Hover Podcast. This episode and this conversation particularly is one that really inspired me to make some of the next changes that I made. The day that I'm editing this show is the day that I've also announced that I'm hiring a social media assistant. Listening to Eve talk about how her business grew and hiring women and supporting women and this kind of conversation that we had today um, reminded me of what I already knew, that supporting women and growing this industry is something that's super important to me. And Right now, I kind of feel like I am drowning with all of the things that I want to do and I need to do. And so because I've had some great partnerships and sponsorships from other cloth diaper brands this year, I have decided to spend that money to hire other women to support me in this business. And that included hiring someone to transcribe the notes for today's show. And that has made editing and recording these episodes so much easier. And it means hiring a social media assistant so that I can continue to thrive on Instagram and support you guys. Um, But actually, it'll be somebody else. I'm going to pay somebody to support you, to answer your comments, to answer your DMs, because it overwhelms me and I don't want to stop doing it but I can't do it all. And so thank you, Eve, if you're listening to this show for being that final conversation from somebody that is saying, hey, it's okay to grow your business and it's okay to ask for help. I know that's not really what we talked about, but it was an inspirational episode for me and I'm super excited for it. If you're listening to today's episode and you love it, leave a review, leave a comment, make sure you subscribe where you listen to. If you're somebody who wants to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast, I don't really have any rules. Anybody can be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast to share your story, whatever your story is. How do you get on the Cloth Diaper Podcast? You send me an email. So sometimes when I don't have any guests, I will put out a social media post and be like, hey, who should I talk to? And I'll reach out to those brands based on recommendations from you guys. But other times I just wait until people email me. I'm usually pretty busy enough that way. So if you are wondering, when is Bailey going to email me and ask me to be on the show? Girl, send me an email because I would love to have you on the show. I think all stories are important. I think everybody's brand is worthy of being on this show and there is absolutely no cost to share your story. I've also been offering pay what you can advertising opportunities for brands looking for more exposure. I think this is a great way that we can work together as two small businesses to ensure that our time is uh, valued. So thank you for listening and I look forward to the next podcast.